888-900-3733. We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. said the other day on the show when you were not here. Okay. One of the best voices I've ever heard in uh, music. You, there's, oh. a, there's a band called Red Wanting Blue, and the guy that sings for that band, every time he sings, it melts a part of my soul. <laughs> He's unbelievable. You two have that same, like, it bothers me that more people aren't kissing your ass. You know Me what I'm too. saying? I know. <laughs> I know. But I, I got to tell you, though, I, I, am, I, I don't expect everybody to agree with everything that I say, but I know what I like, and uh, I, will, I will say it when I like it, and I will say it when it stinks. And your, your voice has always been... Like, one of the best things for me was the one time we played the Daiquiri Shack, the first time you got up there and sang with us, and you did uh, Jane Says, the Jane's Addiction song, yeah, what we played, and I was like, there's a couple of moments in my life that I'm like, this is it. It's not... Like, I'm never going to sell out giant stadium or yankee stadium but i am i am now singing with a guy who i have always admired as a, as a great singer and he's with my band it was a big moment for me in my life like i really appreciate that wow. and uh and i'm uh, honored to have you guys here today i was the hazes are here minus the one who has a real drum um, <laughs> and uh two uh, of them they got a real drum. yeah yeah and uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we're five, missing yeah. Yeah. players. Yeah, you know, yeah. Keyboard players. You never think. Uh, the uh, he, he also he's the one that at least looks like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's the one that's he's the one that's telling you guys to stop doing cocaine. <laughs> um, I was saying yesterday that uh, I went to. I wish to God I could remember who the band was. It wasn't a good band. Like I want to say, it might have been John Karabi's old band, The Scream. Did you guys ever open for them? I'm there's, sure. There's, there's a good chance we played I with know. a lot of bands back then. It was the. Uh, do I have all the volume? Yeah, it's uh, it's on the board. It's Spanish as Mike. Oh my God! There we go. Hello. All right. Here you go. There you go. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, I, Moose and I went to the Rocket Club as we did often, and we went to go see a band. And you, thank you, dear. You. Uh, Universal Return of Karma, you rock, opened for this band. <laughs> I had never seen uh, you guys before. I'll be honest, I'd never heard of you before because I was relatively new here. So were we. Yeah, and I was like, this band. I went and put my Dial America marketing money together and bought that CD. <laughs> uh, I listened to the hell out of it, and I loved it. And uh, you, then years later things changed and when the hazies came on the scene i'm like that's that's you rock this is fantastic <laughs> uh there was a lot of those bands that for some reason well the music scene changed but like uh dolores telescope they were huge and then all of a sudden everything just dropped off and i love the bleeding hearts and then they moved back to boston and all these things like everything just changed over time uh but we were talking about off the air how fortunate we were and didn't realize it at the time to have so many live music venues here 
and so much great talent here doing shows. I remember one time there was a local band guy talking to Warrant backstage at ML Chasers, and they were like, just can you give us any advice because we're really doing well here. And he said, move to L.A. And he said, <laughs> yeah, but Tampa's got a huge music scene here. And Janie Lane goes, doesn't matter. You're going to move to L.A. That's where all the record companies are. That's where all the big clubs are. That's where, that's where you get signed. And the guy was, like, so defeated. And I went, don't listen. I was thinking to myself, don't listen to Warrant. They're playing <laughs> ML Chasers on a, on a Wednesday night uh, in a town that's got more bands going on. But, I mean, I don't know. Things, things over the years. If you just moved here, you would not believe what it was like back here in the 90s. You, you, and I, we were, as we were talking before we went on air, I mean, we literally, when we started touring, we got, we got signed uh, 95. Blah, 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 95, yeah. Um, and we started playing all around the southeast and all around america we thought this was like what was happening in tampa was happening like in atlanta was happening everywhere because there was and it wasn't there were those it was athens georgia and austin there was a couple of places around the country had reputations for being music towns but when you lived here and you don't see outside of it you just think you just think every town has that well i mean i mean that's why we moved here you know we were a north carolina band oh see i didn't know that Yeah, yeah and we were touring and every time we come to florida it was like and we played with uh uh, Stranger, yeah. uh, Greg Billings, yeah. and we played with uh, Secret Service, which yeah. was another big band. And we are like, oh, my God. And then we came back like six weeks later, and it was sold out. Yeah. And then it was like, what are we doing? Because we were on the same circuit as Hootie and the Blowfish. It yeah. was all these southeastern bands yep. in the Carolinas. And it was like, God, we are driving five hours every night between shows. There's 30 places to play in St. Yeah. Pete and Tampa yeah. and, and different crowds every night. And look yeah. at all the girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. They're tan. We were fresh out of high school. So, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, Dude, it was I'm nice. telling you, it, 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 was, it was really a, a good time to be alive and to have no responsibility. Because at the time, I was living with my mother. I didn't care. I just, exactly. just going back and forth from the Rocket Club. With to $300 a week yeah. was, could pay your dollars, rent and yep. everything. Yeah. Uh, and Moose's old Camaro. That smelled like feet. It was fine as long as it got us to the Rocket Club. We, we loved it. Um, what explained to me the the time that I'm like, you know, when you do drugs and you miss a couple of years in your life. That's how I feel without. The I drugs. have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Where, where did where did it go from U Rock to Hazy's to getting signed? Like, what happened in between there? Like, what was the big well, uh, we were we were working and working and working, right? And then we started uh, working with a producer out of Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we started getting a lot of attention by Atlantic Records. Uh, but but the biggest thing is the, the bass player for Bon Jovi. Oh Alec, yeah, Alec John yeah. Such, Alec John Such yeah. who just passed away. R.I.P. God, God yeah. rest his soul. Uh, he saw us at Killian's. On waters in he Tampa. Was in town. Yeah. Jamie Jamie yeah. Lane on yeah. Tampa. <laughs> and, and, and we get. You know, some guy in between sets, the bass player for Bon Jovi's here. He wants to sign you. It's like, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we, we we talked to him, and he was like, what's going on? We're like, we signed this production deal, and yeah. we're supposed to go into Power Station, and we can't get it going. And he's like, wow, we got uh, a studio. Gonna... You know, you, you can use all of our equipment. Oh, and two uh... weeks later, <laughs> we fly to New Jersey, and Tanner's using Tico's drums, and I'm, yep. I'm using... The the bass he played slippery and wet with. No, he kept bringing bases over. Look at this one, Dave. Look at uh, this one. Dave. And so it was, you know, so that sparked something. And interesting that I'm know. such a big Bon Jovi fan. I do not know that part yeah. of the story. Yeah. Now let me ask you this question about Alec John Such. Yeah. In your time with him, because he's dead, we could say yeah. In your time with him, did he ever? Have any sort of spy cameras or listening devices? Completely, really, yeah, completely. Uh, yeah. He's staying at the Grand Hyatt, yes. okay, 
uh, you know, where that is. And, and uh, we're up in like a conference room and he's just walking around bugging the place. They and I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. He's like, I, you know, I just, I like to listen to things. I like, to, you know, I like to do things. You know, wow. I, I, I'm really into surveillance stuff. And I'm like, what? You're into surveillance? Okay, cool. So <laughs> now this is this is it's true. Uh, Whatever. Not when everybody has mini cameras and all no. that stuff. So this is like spy tech. He's got to go find this stuff. Yeah, he has no iPhone to watch no. it on. He's listening on some sort of other device. Exactly. It's funny because um, Ronnie told me that one time that when he met him. He had a camera somewhere, and they were watching it by the pool. Yeah. And then I had heard from another source at the record company that one of the reasons why he got, he left the band was because he was secretly recording conversations. So last year, I'm interviewing on the podcast David Bryan, the keyboard player, and I said, can I ask you a question about Al leaving the band yeah. and be as honest as you can? I go, did it have something to do with him having surveillance equipment? And, so, and he looked at me like, how would you know? And he goes... <laughs> That might have come into fact, and I okay, <laughs> just leave it at that. That is so weird. But but yeah. he also went on to tell me, and he said this on the podcast, so it's not a bad. Is that Alec John such had such a? Uh, he didn't even call it a drug problem. He was um, crystal meth and some other stuff. He just enjoyed it so much that they would be exhausted, and they would get to a town, and he would get all on the crystal meth, and then just they're all like, "We're right, we're gonna crash for a couple hours," and he'd be like, "I'm gonna go see the town and just run out." And and they were like, we were always worried that he would miss the gig, but he always showed up on time for the gig. They said there was one time where they had a roadie ready to play bass because they didn't know where Al was, and right before the gig, he showed up. He told me that he would get to a town. He would if at, at the prime of our life, I would rent a Harley, I would do a couple toots, yep. and I'd be gone for twelve hours. Yeah. I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> nope. Yeah. He said he, they said he wouldn't sleep. He would just drive around. And then, I mean, they must have, you think about the time that we're talking about here in the 90s, imagine what their life was like. They were telling me stories about golfing in Colombia, and they were like, we had a golf cart with just cocaine on it that would follow us around. <laughs> oh, man, Jesus. That must have been something. But, but he got sober, and that's when he, we had met him. Yeah. He totally was sober when and, we knew yeah. him, yeah. And, but he would, he would call me. And it would be like, this is the bass player for Bon Jovi. Call me. But he would be like, all right, what I'm thinking is I, we put Ken in this. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh. Yeah. We're playing Killians. Yeah, yeah. You We're know? not flying over anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, but after a while, he was so crazy that we thought, okay, we can't. Yeah. But he was the catalyst. Hard to say no, though, to he was the catalyst. guy who's at the top of the game like that. You God know? bless him. He he pushed the and he was a sweetheart. envelope really that got us a record a Were you, uh, hey? at the time yet? No, yeah. we were not. Where well, does that no, come from? Right. We were, we were. Well, I'll tell you where it came from. Yeah. Um, back in the day when we first started the band, the name U Rock came out. Yeah, right. And uh, you are okay, and it was very positive, all capitals. And uh, you, it was, in my opinion, so bad you could never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it but, was, it was one of those things where, no matter what it really meant, you always, it always stuck in my ex- head. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's Ken's fault. He yeah. hated it. I always hated it, and the guy that signed us, David Sigerson, who was the president of EMI Records, comes to me and goes, would you have any problem changing the name? I was like, nope. Uh, (laughs) We're going to sign with you. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And and who comes up with Hazy's name, or are you guys? Actually, a friend of ours in uh, Fort Lauderdale, we were playing this band called Dore Soul, Uh a guy named Carrie Peak, and we were just going through 500 names. We got to the point where it's like, 
you got to make a name. We got to decide this week. Yeah. And he said, yeah, it was like this band, the Hazies, you know, this name. And we wanted it like a family kind of name, you know, because, yeah. you know, we're a family. We're still together 30 years later. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of how it all came together. And, okay, so you get signed. And the one thing I remember is the song that was on the Beverly Hills Ninja soundtrack. Is that yeah, right? we got to go, we got to, go to uh, a studio in Dallas where Pantera uh, uh, recorded vulgar display of what is that, what's that called? Power. Power yeah. Yep. They recorded that. Couldn't stand the weather by Steve Ray Vaughan. Nice. And they gave us a whole bunch of money and they said record this. Dennis Dugan, who was the director of pretty much everything that Happy uh, Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All and, the Happy Madison. Big Daddy and or, I think that's the movie. Yeah. Happy um, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And he came in and he and he sat there and we had to uh, sync up to uh, when when. Uh, Chris he gets punched in the face. Chris Farley gets punched in the face. That's when we had to start. Right. And we play into the video, and we recorded Turn Japanese. They gave us a whole bunch of money. We couldn't believe it. We were like, how much money? Okay. I, I got to be honest. I didn't remember what song you did, but that's funny. Uh, but the, the reason why that was a big deal to me is because at the time now, I have not seen you guys for a while. Yeah. I'm in radio now, mm-hmm. and I'm at 98 Rock, and I get these promotional CDs, and the hazies are on, and I'm like, that's those guys. <laughs> I, I was so happy for you that I would probably never get to see you again. And here you are in my garage. Oh, there we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, at those times, too, you never think it's going to end. You don't really, you just go, uh, you just take it for granted. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, but uh, I have to tell you, I have... I have approached every year of this job and every contract is, well, this is the last one. Exactly. Just because I just always assume one day I'm going to be living with Pete again. I just feel <laughs> like that that's going to happen. But, uh, but you know, because when it does happen, then you're not, you're not crushed. And in that business, it's, it's, I mean, even the successful guys are like mad at how hard it was to get successful. Completely. Yeah. Uh, the proudest thing I am about our band here is that through all five guys signed the record deal right. five guys were best friends before all the money and the pseudo fame and all the ups and downs through life like I've had major ups and downs yeah. and uh, we're still best friends today that's the proudest thing about my life I, I well, think one of the, well, yeah. other than my kids and my girl and yeah sure like I mean I understand having having any sort of clique that you can be friends with and stay together with for so long exactly. is something to be proud of yeah, you know, it's priceless they, say when you're an adult <laughs> you look around and just see how many friends you have and don't have you know it's, I, I, I say thing about this show i mean these people that i've been working with every day for five hours this a day i think you'd sick of each other yeah i mean we've been together for so long so all right listen to me i'm going to take a break so that we can play some commercials then we will get us set up and when we come back we're going to play some music yeah we and got i have a song ready to go okay I, but i want to probably heard it before oh good i <laughs> good i want to tell everybody about this album though uh i am holding a physical compact disc in my hand <laughs> The album is called I Am Esmeralda. There's this adorable little girl on the cover, and she's got a sign. Now, this is a true story. True story. That is the fan letter that we got from a girl named Esmeralda. It says, Dear Hazies, I I think you are really good duds. (laughs) You did not write dudes right. I really, really love you. well, I can't read it because I don't have my glasses. It so says, please write, write me back with right spelt the wrong way, which I think yeah. is adorable. And then it says, I am Esmeralda. At the That's bottom. literally the family that so, we got. So we used to take that and we, we all lived together and we stapled it to our door. Uh-huh. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. I, As a matter great. of fact, my, 
My little brother was our guitar tech, and he was dud. We uh, called him Uncle dud. Dudley. He was dud. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. To this uh, day, he's still dud. Because I, we I thought it was it. so cool that instead of dudes, she was like, you guys are cool my favorite duds. 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 We thought, how fitting. Yep, yep. <laughs> I also love you, duds. Uh, <laughs> all right, you so when you come back, uh, we're going to play some music, but I want to encourage you to, oh, the Milk Duds is hilarious, <laughs> is to find this album. And I don't know where they, this is available, but I know that you can listen to it on all the streaming platforms. Exactly. Uh, just put in the hazies. The album is uh, purplish pink, so it comes right up. <laughs> That's right. What were you going to say? We have a show tonight. Oh, it's tonight? Tonight. Yeah. Oh. That's why we're here. Yeah. No, I know, but I didn't know it was tonight. Okay, now, we talked about it earlier. A little bit, yeah, Is yeah. that the OCC Roadhouse? OCC Roadhouse. Tickets are, are available. It's a very uh, great little venue. To Well, not a great little venue. It's, it's actually huge. rather large. But it's a nice bar atmosphere. Exactly. It yeah. it's, it's open. It's going to be a beautiful night tonight. There are VIP tickets available, um, and it's uh, the general admission, I guess, is actually uh, free. free. So oh, there good. you go. Um, and uh, it's tonight. The first band is called Kind Villain. They're going to be going on at... 7.30. Thank you very much. And you guys at 9.30? 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, okay. It's literally like a concert. It will be over. We're not doing like we used to where we hit the stage at midnight. That's right. not happening. So, so all right. So now i got to figure this out. So I have dinner plans tonight, but early, 6.15, and I'm going to try and hijack. Just the, come on over. Yeah. Where are you going? <clears throat> I got damn a car. <laughs> hey, I, I have a question. I have a question for you guys. I'm on the uh, website for OCC Roadhouse. Who are these young guys in this picture? Here? <laughs> what, what are you are talking they? about, Gabo? Yeah, well, that's what we look like now. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> um, all right. Well, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take a break and I'm gonna get these guys set up again tonight. OCC Roadhouse. Uh, go see the Hazies for the first time in a long time in a large concert atmosphere. There is nothing better. Than an excited uh, Ken Logan on stage in front of an audience. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, because you're going to do good here and you're going to sound great and all that. But once you get on stage and all of you get in that atmosphere of being in front of a live audience again, yeah. it's one of the best live bands you'll see. Well, I'm you. really going to get my wife a push to go. She's pretty cool. She's going to get her to liquor it up her dinner. She'll be like, all right, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> uh, tonight, OCC Roadhouse. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some music live from the Hazies next on 1025 The Bone. You're listening to Tampa Bay's most listened to morning show, The Mike Caltas Show on 1025. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.